With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you love your lawn, you'll love Toro's latest finance offers on walk power and ride on mowers. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN. Yes, it's Saturday morning. You know what that means? It's time for the Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Welcome to our listeners around the country, SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, and a special hello to all our listeners on SENQ 693. Also, those listening live on the app and belatedly through the podcast. Remember, you can get the podcast through Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. I'm joined this morning by a man who is reeling, We've brought tissues into the studio. He's going to be sponsored by Kleenex after today's show. (laughs) Philpy, that was a, oh, man, that was a bloodbath last night for you It was. There's normally um, tissues in here anyway, but that's another story. But, um, yeah, this time it's horrendous. Can we not talk about the Knights? Yeah. yeah, We'll try. We'll try. It's going to be a little bit hard because coming up on today's show, we've got Matt Hoy, uh, ex-pro surfer, father of... Tex Hoy, yeah, uh, Newcastle man. He's also an ambassador for Steel City. You saw that awesome Steel City ad. Have you seen that one on Insta with Joey, Maddie, all the famous Novacastrians? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was funny in that ad. Kalen Ponga looked like he had confidence in that ad, didn't he? Um, <laughs> but not in the game last <laughs> No, I'm looking forward to talking to Matty Hoy because not only is he like a Newcastle legend, um, it, his son got you know, moved on from the Knights. And mm. I think there may be a little bit of animosity towards the club. So it okay. might be a good time to talk to him in terms of, you know, they just got pumped last night. He's yeah. probably <laughs> basking in the glow. You two can uh, air your dirty laundry <laughs> together on air. <laughs> hey, I can also tell you, because obviously I'm feeling I'm sitting in Nick Davis's chair. Um, yeah. Nick's sort of not here more than he is here <laughs> currently, I think. But as, as I was walking in the building or around the back, at the lights up the top here in North Sydney, I was certain I saw Nick Davis in the car and I just had this panic attack. <laughs> I was like, oh, am I – like, if I turn up to work on the wrong day? <laughs> have you ever done that? Uh, ooh, good one. I'm, I don't think so. I Actually, I reckon I have turned up to swimming training before when it was like a public holiday or something. Okay. And just not realised. Yeah. When you live in this – when you're living as an athlete – Weekends, public holidays, none of it really means anything. Yeah, same with you comedy. Stick to your yeah. schedule anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I th- I'm pretty sure I have done that. And I'm speaking of people who look confident uh, and also maybe behind the Kleenex tissues in this studio. Gibbo, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are we doing? You, uh, you've turned up or not turned up to work? Or, yeah, you know? I, I've probably done more of the not turned up. <laughs> when I, like, yeah, there's been some doozies over the years. But uh, yeah, Philpy, that was a great observation. He probably is. Around in the area, coaching the Swans Academy, they're probably playing a North Sydney Oval. Or, you know what happened as well was as he turned the corner up the top of the road here. I thought if he turns it into the laneway, it's definitely oh, him, right? Yeah. So I waited, and then the car did turn into the laneway, and then I was waiting for him to stop. He sort of stopped and accelerated off. Now I don't know whether Nick Davis has actually thought he was meant to be working, <laughs> seen me, and gone, "Oh, sweet, I don't have to go in." Yeah. Well. Usually we get a, I get a text, at least one text during the week from Nick about potentially what he wants to talk about or, or if he's going to be here. <laughs> Shout out to you, Nick, if you are listening. But, boys, how good? I mean, 
is it a good thing having a public holiday? And Anzac Day is by far the greatest public holiday in the year. I don't think there's a question about that. But when it falls on a Tuesday, which you're on a Tuesday, usually you're already just getting back to normal, like yeah. from your weekend. And then when you throw in a day like Anzac Day, mm. your week is just all gone. And you would have yeah. been doing breakfast on Wednesday, right? Yep. So, and yep. I mean, I know how you like to get after it. <laughs> how, how on earth did you get through brekkie on Wednesday morning? Yeah, I was a little rattled. Um, had a few on the Tuesday, but tried to wrap it up early, yeah, uh, well, as you do. Yeah. But You're not reasonably successful at wrapping it up early. Um, but yeah, it did rattle me for the rest of the week. Um, it's been a, it's been a long week. Mate, that Thursday was the best Monday I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Wasn't it? Like, cause I just was like, oh, this is Monday today. Yeah. Like, how yeah, good is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. What Thursday. did you get up to, Philpy? Well, like, well, sorry, not Thursday. Wednesday, Wednesday. was the best yeah. Monday. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's how long the week say, was. <laughs> did you, uh, celebrate the diggers, Philpy? I choose to pay my condolences, uh, you know, and, and respect at um, a reasonable time. I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and good on anyone who gets up, takes their kids, and does all that stuff for dawn service stuff. Um, I like to to pay my respects about eleven thirty a.m. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's generally when I do it because I can't roll from a dawn service into a schooner. That's my like it just doesn't nah, it just that's don't hard have work, it in me, isn't it? Yeah. I reckon Gibbo could. Nah, not not this year. I'm similar to you, Philby, but um. Well, where do you celebrate? Oh, where do sorry, no, I'm commemorate Anzac Day, <laughs> Philpy. Mate, I um, we just went down to the R- local RSL, had yep. a few schooners down there. Yeah. It's uh, outside the kids kick the footy around. The rest of it's um, a bit of two up action. Um, and yeah, it's good to see uh, record numbers marching in the city again and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, talking of uh, record numbers, Philpy. Um, <laughs> Something's come across my desk here. Okay, uh, this is a score update. Is this about the night? This is a score update, Gibbo. Uh, yeah, this is from. Junior Rugby League, under sevens in Sydney's oh, uh, eastern no, suburbs. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> the southeastern team, oh, coached, yeah? coached oh. by one S. Philps, <laughs> yep. 112 to mascot, nil. Oh, that's not 112 good. 112 nil, Philpy. Hell, you do, you, do you have no compassion? <laughs> no empathy? Wow, like, we have copped a lot of heat like, this week. Uh, look, a whole bunch of things. Yes, we did beat a team in under sevens, 112 nil. And a lot of people have made it known that that's not cool. Um, it, I'll, I'll premise it by saying it is first division. It is competitive, right? So we play we yeah. play for points. Um, I, did I know they were going to... We were going to beat them by 112. No, we came last last year. So when I rocked up to the game, these kids from Mascot, they were one player short, right? So you, under sevens, you play with six on the field. Yeah. So we had six on the field. They only had five. They've gotcha. got two teams, right? So gotcha. their better team played before us, and their better team has um, Talakai from the Sharks, um, yeah. his, his son in the team, who's yeah. pretty much like – A junior Talakai. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and um, can play, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's lined up to play in this next game with three other kids from the better team. And you can't act like legally, you can't actually do that. Yeah. Otherwise, you could just pick the best player and he can play in seven teams and they could win, you know, yeah, all finish yeah, in the yeah. top. So I went over and just said, Look, you, you're aware that you can't put, put him in that team. Yeah. And they were like, We're short. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you're only one key short. Like, not, yeah. not knowing that we'd win by 112 oh. points. So like, at 112 points to nil, I started to feel like I, I maybe should have let those kids play. Or, or at least at the coach. 60 points? Yeah. So is it a standard four points for a try? They give six. Um, six for a try, no conversion. No, no conversions, yeah. Okay, so you've scored um, 19 tries to nil. Yeah, and you know where <laughs> it was 29. 29 <laughs> tries. I don't know, my math's been on me. 112. 
divided by six. I don't know, 18, All 18 right. point six was, tries. Right, maybe. Is it yeah, hard to, um, as the coach, is it hard to give three two ones in those sorts of games? Yeah. Because what they would have scored, someone would have scored like 10 tries. Have you got, or, a, have yeah. you got a gun? We have, um, we've pretty much, they're all pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to they single them out. the tries around? They started hogging it. Uh, yeah. uh, something else that happened. Yeah, they fully guthoed it. Yeah. Did anyone watch it? You guys watched that game last night? Yeah, oh, yeah. Gutho fully under sevens it in that game. Didn't he? So like the Knights should have been beaten by eighty. Yeah. And Gutho was just lining up like my kids do, pushing each other out of the way, trying to get him. That try where he dived over from dummy yeah, up. Yeah. Like if I'm on your team, I'm not even going in saying great try. I'm just walking back. I'm like, mate, pass the ball around, mate. Like that's kind of what happened in our game. Let's touch quickly on your on your pain from last night, Philpy. Uh, 61 missed tackles from the Knights. I'm not sure if it's a record. If it's not a record, it's got to be top 10, I reckon. Um, what's going on? It was pretty horrendous, wasn't it? Uh, I got bored. I, like I sort of bought into the fact that we might be able to win. Um, I did too. Yeah. I thought they were a good price. I think the the line was like seven and a half or eight and a half. I was like, oof, that's not bad. Yep. I thought they were a, a chance just based off, based off their effort the yeah. past – Three, four weeks. You know what also threw me and was that I normally wouldn't listen to Blocker Roach. in the <laughs> <laughs> Blocker declared us at the start of the game, uh, but I was about six or seven deep. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, Blocker. <laughs> yeah, Blocker. So I start getting on and having a look at the, the odds or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Kurt Mann, first set of six, threw a horrible pass. Then he yeah. missed a tackle, 6 yeah. nil. all of a sudden. Yeah. Then we retaliated quite well. The nice little kick into the in goal. From Hastings, but that that was kind of the only fight we showed, and oh, the Kalen Ponga. I I don't think I've been. I'm a massive Ponga fan. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you how much. Like when he came back last week, I put him straight in my Super Coach team. Like yeah. I didn't care if he was going to get points or not. Hard it was just overhead. A, yeah, it, it was just a show of solidarity yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from me yeah. to myself because no one else saw it, right? Yeah. And and he started off the bench, so that was great. But um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I'm trading him out of my Super Coach team. You're done. Yeah. One week, you're done. What, what's you, wrong with him? Oh, look, confidence obviously plays a huge part. I, I don't know where he's at match fitness-wise, but some of the missed tackles were concerning. Yeah. Um, the one that was – it wasn't the most concerning missed tackle. It was the most concerning maybe example of match fitness or where he's at mentally. Mitch Moses burned him for speed, and it, it looked like he was burning a front rower. It wasn't even close. And I was like, that's – Kalen Ponger is a fast player. That yeah. shouldn't be happening. Has he watched Mitch Moses play before? Because Moses likes to he do does that. that every week. Yeah, every week. I, I, I assume that you would practice for that. You know what I, I want to know is um, there was a point in the game last night where I started asking questions. Lockie Miller cut down the short side. I think it was a last tackle. Yeah. And he threw a. Sh- we had all of a sudden we had numbers. It's one of those classic like rugby type plays where yeah. it, everyone thinks you're going to go right. You cut back on the left. He created an extra man. He yeah. threw it to Ponga. Live on the telly, I thought, oh, he's thrown it at his head. Ponga's dropped the ball. Yeah. In a replay, he did throw it pretty hard. Yeah. Caelan Ponga's a, you know, an origin player. He's one of the yeah. game's elite million, players. Million 1.1, 1. 1, 1.2 million a year. It, it sort of did go to his face. It went more to his neck and yeah. straight to him and he dropped it. Yeah. In a position where we probably could have been attacking and scoring. And it yeah. said a lot to me. I want to know, like, when he went to Canada, did he take a football? <laughs> Did he take Probably his boots? Like, he might have taken the uh, the pigskin. Well, do you remember in the press conference after he came back, he goes, oh, look, it pretty much took six minutes mm. for them to go, I'm all good. Yeah. So what did he do for the rest of the time? Yeah, it's a good question. Has he had a footy in his hand? Because it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Are these? Are we starting to bust maybe these 
international experts. Now we've seen Tommy Trebojevic come back. Yeah. He went to the hamstring whisperer, yeah. um, Bill Knowles. I, I was super skeptical about this from the start because I've been in and around that industry my whole life, Philpy, you know, sports medicine, sports science, all that stuff. And is Australia number one in the world? No. Are we miles behind the US? No. You know, in on the world sporting stage, in sports that are truly international, you know, you, you, you for, for my example, your swimmings, your athletics, we would often go to the Olympic Games and American swimmers would come and see Australian medical staff. Right. Because they don't actually have physiotherapists. They have chiropractors and they have physical therapists, but they don't have physiotherapists, which is a slightly different thing again. But yep. they were amazed at, at the level of proficiency of our Australian medical team. So they'd often come to us. The fact that uh, these rugby league clubs are going, we don't have anyone in Australia that can solve the puzzle, which is Tom Trebojevic's hamstrings, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that there's someone better overseas. It may mean that there's some some issues there that, that either A, can't be solved, or B, are beyond the complexities of um, you know current medicine. I, I don't necessarily think there's an international hamstring whisperer that has the answers to everything. And now we're starting to potentially see that. Have you had a whisperer? Palmer. Have you had anyone whisper to you? And do they whisper? Like, <sighs> is someone getting down to the back of Tommy's hamstring and just you know, going? The, the only person that's ever whispered to me? Yeah. There's Hasler. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So I, I used to do a bit of stuff with the Bulldogs, um, maybe 2012-ish when they made the grand final. Yeah. And, you know, I was in talking with some of the players and stuff one day and I, I spoke with Des and, uh, you know, you got any advice, Des? And he, oh, listen, this uh, you know. It's Game of Inches. It was like a, it was a, one of those one of those features. Where were you sitting? Um, I was in I was in their gym. All oh, right, at uh, at Belmore. It was uh, yeah. You weren't in a library. No, 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 no. 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 He just he, he does. He whispers. He whispers, and he's a, he's a very charismatic guy. He's got a real aura about him. But yeah, he literally whispered to me and, and you know gave me some advice about about my swimming. But it was it was it was surreal. But that's the only that's the only whisper I've ever had. But I just I don't know. With Tom Trebojevic, if you're picking the New South Wales team today, Philpy, do you, do you put him in there? If if Tom says to you, I'm good to go, the groin was just a niggle, the hamstring's fine, the back spasms are fine, the hip pointer injury's fine, all these things that seem to be complications are arising around that same part of his body. If he says to you, no, I'm good to go, would you pick him based off what you've seen this season? Oh, I'd, I'd pick him, yeah. And he, you're going to play him in the centres. He's not Center. playing fullback, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. I think he's good to go there because you're not. We're not relying on him like we would at fullback. You know, we're yep. mainly seriously relying on him to create stuff out the back and get around the other side of the rock. He'll be parked on one side of the field, right? Yeah. So you, you'd, you'd probably have on one side of the field would be Toto and Trebojevic. The the thing that worries that me about that is backfield play. Neither of those two are streaking away to score any tries, right? Like you can create a lot of chances on that side, but. If neither of those two can hit, well, Toto's top pace is not the average for a winger, put it that way. And if Trebojevic can't stretch out, I think it's a weakness. But when does the club, like when do Manly, like Manly fans like would have seen this and hear all the talk about Tommy Trebojevic potentially playing Origin, when do they say, look, he isn't fit right now. Does yeah. he really need to go be playing rep footy where the chance of injury is 
is maybe higher when oh, we haven't we haven't seen him at his best playing for Manly, right? Yeah. And they're, and they're the team who are paying him what high nine hundred thousands, one million dollars. Yeah. And if he's not on the park, is like when when does the club then stand in and say, look, come on, let's let's stop taking the piss here. He hasn't been able to hit top form with us this year. No, I agree, mate. I, I I'll throw I, that to Ponga as well. Like, I think yeah. this is two cases. Like last night in the middle of the game when when he was just all over the place, there was a real big moment in that. Um, Knights game last night where the Knights players cut Ponga out. Yeah. Ponga was at first receiver and whoever was at dummy half looped the ball over his head just so Hastings could get it instead of him. Mm. Ponga owes the Knights right now. Yeah. Like I, I'm looking for Caelan Ponga to come out and go, I'm not playing Origin yeah. this year. I owe the Knights because if he goes and plays Origin, cops a head knock. Exactly. He's out again. Yeah. The, the, as you just mentioned with Turbo, the club that pays him the money. Yeah. are going to be without their player. You know, the the really interesting conundrum we've got right now with State of Origin. You've got two players, uh, one grossly out of form and one not in good health. So one Trebojevic, one Ponga. You've got two um, two players in the form of their lives in Campbell Graham and Reese Walsh. Yeah. One, one state is known for picking and sticking. <laughs> one state is known for... Chopping and changing. Will Freddie stay with Trebojevic over Campbell Graham, who scored three last night and looked like an absolute rock star in that South team? Or um, will Billy pick and stick with Kalen Ponga when Reese Walsh has been, you know, one of the form players in the competition to start the season? Yeah, look, with Freddie, Freddie will do what he does every year. He'll pick and stick at the start. Yeah, and then man. once we lose game one, he'll make about 40 changes. Yeah. <laughs> you'll panic. Yeah. That's why I think as much as well as Nico Hines has been playing, that's why I have a sneaky suspicion that they're going to go Luai first. Will. And then regardless of the result, unless Luai has a fantastic performance, then we'll see either Nico Hines go from 14 and then straight into the halves. But, I mean, Origin chat... I guess it's getting a lot closer now, right? We're, yeah. we're a month away. <laughs> yeah, we're a month. But, yeah, Freddie would be seriously looking at the the uh, wait, and Billy would be seriously looking now at who's in form, who's out of form. Players and teams have had time to find their groove. Yeah, the, their form is a is a good indication of where they're at by round eight, round nine. Um, so now is when they'll be making the decisions. And Campbell, first and foremost, Campbell Graham, I think, has almost made himself a necessity to be picked for New South Wales. Yeah, and he's been in and around the yep. squad anyway, hasn't he, for a couple yep. of years. Yep. Um, and then on the other side, of the, you've got someone like Dane Gagai who's playing for the Knights, had a really good game last night and has been yeah. criticised defensively yep. a lot. His yep. defence in a team that missed 60 tackles last night, I don't recall him missing one. Yep. Um, he, well, he he probably did, but he defended really well. He made a couple of good shots where he came in. Yeah. Do you pick and stick with him? Do they? He's been an origin stalwart. He's not playing badly. Or do you bring in someone like the Hammer? Mm, I'd be picking and sticking with Gagai. Yeah. He is a beast, Origin. It, well, as I always look at it as, as a New South Welshman, who do I not want in their side? I yeah. don't want Gagai picked. No, uh, I, I want them to leave him out. There's a couple of players I do want them to pick. Maybe <laughs> a Jeremiah Nenai or a Kurt Capel, based off their current form. I wouldn't mind Queensland picking those guys. Yeah, but um, Queensland listeners, let us know. Do you would you keep Gagai? What would you do with Caelan Ponga? That's a massive one for Queensland fans. Um, he's been so good for you guys. He nearly could have been man of the series last season, but Clearly down on confidence and out of form. Do you pick Kalen Ponger as your fullback for State of Origin? All right, coming up on today's show, we've got the Weekend Review. We've got, yeah, Nas. Uh, this is a new segment, um, Philpy. All right. This is Gibbo's segment, Hit It or Quit It. What? 
hit it or quit That's it. That's good, Gibbo. Where, how long yeah. were you up at night thinking about that one? Always <laughs> up at night, Philpy. But yeah, hit it, <laughs> uh, hit it or quit it. I think it was success. It was in a week big success, Gibbo. Yeah. But a little bit like Jeremiah Nano, who you mentioned, I don't want to be suffering from any second year or second week syndrome. So we're back, ready to go, <laughs> middle hour, get ready for it. I reckon Philpy's a perfect guy for this game. All right, remember, you can text us throughout the show, 0457 736 736. Let us know what you thought of the game so far this round and origin selections, or give us a call, 1300 01 1170. You're on the Mowers Club. If you love your lawn, you'll love Toro's latest finance offers on walk power and ride on mowers. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN. Saturday Morning Mowers Club, you're with Missile and Philpy this morning, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. All right, Philpy, we've got to do it. Last night's game, Parramatta 43, yeah, defeat yuck. the Knights 12. A uh, couple of interesting points coming out of this one. Uh, Clint Gutherson, that's his first Career hat trick. What a hog, <laughs> mate! He's the biggest hog in rugby league. Like, I don't know why he annoys me too. To, as a player, to, who like yeah, him? maybe yeah. or the the Gutherson. No, the thing oh, the yeah. thing that annoys me about the Eels, um, they're actually kind of an exciting team to watch at times because there's always points in Eels games. So I don't hate them that much. But the thing that annoys me is they appeal for penalties every single oh, tackle. He's like Gaffo's like yeah. hanging around behind the play the ball just with his arms up. Like if they did the AFL rule, which is dissent, if you question the refs' yeah, decision, oh, he'd, be, he'd be screwed. Yeah, <laughs> no, I actually spoke about that last night in my lounge. I was like, did you see that only try that, well, the Knights scored two tries, but that mm. the first try that brought us yeah, into yeah. the game, which was just to kick into the in goal. Yeah. He was blowing up about something. Like I was trying to figure out for 10 minutes what yeah. he was actually blowing up about because yeah. it was a, like, he just passed it to Hastings. Hastings put the kick on. He's clearly on side. Yeah. And he, for he's, some reason, his arms are up in the air. He's flustered. He's, he's a repeat offender for staying on the field when the halftime whistle's blown to talk to the ref as well. Yeah. Oh, that yes. always annoys me a little yeah. bit too. And it was right on halftime when um, one of the Eels players pulled Dominic Young's hair. Sivo pulled his hair. Yeah. Which yep. two weeks ago was a penalty. This week, not a penalty. I don't know. Go figure. But Gutho stays on the field and I'm like, oh... He's going to try and defend Sevo here because Sevo's in trouble. And he goes, what about that high shot of Mitch Moses five minutes ago? And I was like, oh, come on, mate. You just got away with absolute blue murder. Oh, I, look, you know, you, I think you guys mentioned it, 60 missed tackles. If if the Knights are playing a better team than Parramatta in their current form, it's an 80-point game. Mm. Like, Parramatta just couldn't put us away. Yeah, it looked like, it looked like the Parasite bombed so many tries. Like, they made so many line breaks that didn't potentially end up in tries. Yeah. But, you know, the thing, I guess, like, why I can cop Gutho sort of going, burrowing over from dummy half is he saves a lot of tries as well. Yeah. He's, and he's such an effort player. Like, yeah. I mean, I think Dylan Edwards probably has the most support runs in the NRL, but he'd yeah. be close. And he's yeah. always bobbing up across the field. So, look, ball hug. And he's a manly boy. So <laughs> he'd, he'd definitely have the most try saves of any player yeah. in the comp, I reckon. Gutho. So, I That's guess. where he's, when they speak about X Factor in attack, He's such an X factor in defense. Yeah. He's a beast in defense, Gutho. I think where they're struggling a little bit, the Eels, is maybe they're not quite polished in the outside backs. There was a couple of times Pensini made breaks and looked to his winger to pass it and no one was there. Yeah. Dunster just couldn't keep up with him at times, which was a little <laughs> bizarre. And then on the other side of the field, Sean Russell was making breaks. Sivo's right there. You'd hate to have had him as an anytime try scorer. Oh. And Sean Russell did not want to pass him the ball. You had him so, as an anytime try scorer, <laughs> yeah, didn't you? Of course. <laughs> See, there's some stat like he scored in 
all 11 of his past, uh, in his past 11 games at um, Combank, he scored. It's all I needed. Had all these other try scorers come off. But anyway, <laughs> for, the, for the Eels, it feels like, the, so they've got, a, they've got a pretty good run now, Philpy. They've got um, the Titans next week at uh, Magic Round. Then they've got the Raiders. Um, tough one in the Bunnies, but then they go Cowboys into the bye. So we spoke about in previous weeks, they've had a hellish start to the season with, you know, top four teams, teams coming off the bye, um, just a really tough draw. Is this the start of a run um, for the Eels? Well, it, it, it based on last night, but was it that Newcastle were that bad? Or mm. I think they need to be a bit more consistent. So definitely next week, I yep. want to see similar efforts to, to what we saw from this game here because – you know, it's, you get one week, you know, with that Broncos game, Eels, they got kind of got blown away at the start, yeah. um, which is what I thought the Knights might do last night, but it didn't yeah. happen. So I think they need to be more consistent. They need to start well. And if they do, I think they, they'll make the eight. They're, they're good front runners, aren't they? Like, as a Bulldogs fan, there's a couple of games where the Eels go six up, 12 up, and once it gets to 12 up, you go, uh-oh. You just see Mitch Moses just get that little <laughs> yeah. that little stride. You see Gutho perk up. You go, here we go. Yeah. They're going for it now. <laughs> we we spoke about this last week, Missile, and, and it's gonna, a thing that continues to build throughout the season for Parramatta. Josh Hodgson played, what, 20, 30 minutes last night. Brendan Hands comes on, and they look like a different team. Yeah. Brendan Hands looked a lot more dynamic. I think that was even a play in the first half, which, I mean, Josh Hodgson – Puts a little grubber in. No one's chasing. Stuff like yeah. that. Like, I just, they look like a much better team. And maybe our Parramatta yeah. fans can let us know. Brendan Hands looks to be a, a player to do good things for them this year. I'd love to hear from um, Para fans. 0457736736. Are you happy with Hodgson at, at, at hooker? Or is it time to bring Hands in as, as the starting hooker? Because I agree with you, Gibbo. I didn't even think his service was that great. Um, in, in his they... first 20 minutes, which was, which is it's kind of basically his, the only reason he's in there. And there was yep. a couple of times <laughs> when he ran from dummy half and he was on a complete different page to the halves. No one went with him. He kicked one time on like the fourth, third or fourth tackle down there, there into the field. It looked really disjointed when he's on the field. Then hands comes on, gives good service, has a bit more speed out of dummy half when he wants to run and cause the Knights all sorts of problems. No, I, yeah, I agree. It, how long did they sign Hodgson for? I think two seasons. Yeah, okay. It's so, in, 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 on on decent money. Yeah. As a cover for Reed Marnie, right? I mean, yeah. they, they were trying to find that player to replace him. And, you know, if we go back a few years, Josh Hodgson was the king of uh, super coach. He was a super coach <laughs> legend. Yeah. He was a guru. And he still, you're right, like he still does have some, and he's bulked up. Jeez, he's. Yeah, he's looking big. Yeah, he's, he skipped leg day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. You're right. I and did it was it last week where hands actually started in in place of no, that's because um he was out with the flu. Josh, oh, oh, Josh Hodgson. Mm. I think that was well, either last week or the week before. That proves that he's a little bit soft. Anyway, yeah. Well, right. Madison was out with the flu last oh, night, yeah. and, and then it's funny that he was out with the flu when he missed the first couple of weeks. You'd think that you'd be oh, I mean, yeah, I, I owe it say. to the boys. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, Parramatta looked really, really good, and it's just it's going to be interesting to see if they keep going up. They've got a couple top. Uh, one tough game in the next few weeks. But, yeah, I mean, if you're a Para fan, you're pretty happy. Right? Yeah, you're pre- I think I think Parramatta will definitely be there in the eight. Um, their, their squad's too good not to be. But the term for the that was used for the the Sea Eagles was flat track bullies. Yeah, 
I think that term's probably slightly overused, but just front runners. Yeah. Para are massive front runners. The Broncos are massive front runners. The Sea Eagles are massive front runners. All these teams, when things are going well, when passes are sticking, when the opposition's missing tackles, they look like absolute heroes. But when you've got to get down and dirty and win a tough game, you're less confident. And that's where I think Parramatta need to shore things up. When it gets to the really tough games, hang in there, beat those top four sides. All right. Para fans, call or text us 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Where do you think the Eels are at? Are you happy with the squad at the moment? Uh, would you swap Josh Hodgson for uh, Brendan Hands? After the break, we're going to have a look at the other matches from this week. We'll go around the ground. Still to come, we've got Hit It or Quit It, the new segment. Philpy, you're going to love this yes. one. Welcome back to the Mowers Club. You're with Philpy and Missile this morning. A couple of texts about last night's game, uh, Philpy. This yeah. one from an... Armani. Oh, interesting. They should have got rid of that tight-ass Madison and kept me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good now we've got Reed Marnie's phone number as well. <laughs> on the line. Oh, this one. Hi, fellas. I'm a Knights fan. I'd have Ponger off the bench at 14 and leave Hastings Gamble in the halves till Ponger gets some sort of form and confidence. Keep mowing, boys. Cheers. Benny from Spears Point. Great part of the world, Spears Point. Um, thoughts? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting Hastings thing. Hastings Gamble was working. It, well, yeah. But in saying that, like, they did lose games as well as yeah. win games. Um, I'd I thought have, they should have won the Manly game. I think they got robbed in that game. Yeah, and they probably had, you know, just fell asleep at the back end of the Penrith game. But maybe is there a merit in having uh, Gamble start the game in th- as a 13? Like, yep. you know, he'd dig into the line, do yep. what Isaiah Yo does and all those good teams do. You've, um, got, you've got the buy for uh, Magic Round, so there's time to, to work on it. But let's say Ponga comes back after the Magic Round, still at... 80%. How long do you persist with him at 5'8", missing tackles? Because Lucky Miller is nearly your best player now. Yeah, well, so where do you put him? I don't know. Million-dollar winger. <laughs> but the wingers, million dollar go, the wingers go all right. Oh, the, the wingers and, go really well. And the so centers, you centers. Yeah, the yeah. centers go oh, all right. So. Got yourself a conundrum they there. They had uh, last night, they had, and this is a bugbearer of yours, Missile, Tyson Gamble, Kurt Mann, Phoenix Crossland, mm. all playing a similar sort of role as they're going to come on and be potentially a nine, maybe a 13, or just yep. somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Adam Elliott comes back from injury. Uh, Good one. So yeah. he'll be playing most likely lock. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like you've still got these three players who need a position. You haven't got a nine, and yeah. it's just like adding into this. Who goes where? I was saying this last week, Philpy. I'm so sick of teams being obsessed with a ball-playing 13 that they put halves at 13. So Or, or hookers. And yeah. I saw the Cowboys do it the other night. They had Jake Granville starting 13. <laughs> yeah. Then they bring on Ruben Cotter. Then they bring on um, young... Chester. Tommy Chester. Chester came on in the middle. Yeah. And they just get absolutely pummeled up the middle of the field. The Sharks front rowers must look up and go, holy heck, I've got three... Sub ninety kilo players to run out. How good's this? It's Christmas. What's happened to Todd Payton? Is is he yeah. off the drink or on the drink? Because like, he, is he trying to start Jake Granville in every position on the field? Is that is that his goal? He started as a front rower. Yeah. What's doing? What's doing? I only oh, coach I under sevens it. footy, but like that. You can't that, do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do it. Um, mate, I've got some breaking news. Okay. Yeah. Is there a breaking news sting? We'll go to no. the breaking news. Hang around, Mowers. We'll yeah. go to the breaking news after the break because this is going to be big. This could have a big impact on last night's uh, result, which was Brisbane and South. You're on the Mowers Club with Philpy and the Missile. If you love your lawn, you'll love Toro's latest finance offers on walk power and ride on mowers. 
This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN. Welcome back to the Mowers Club. You're with Missile and Philpy, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. All right, Philpy. The breaking news. Oh, that's Massive right. news. Yeah, I forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just got caught up in the ads. <laughs> At least I forgot. So here it is, breaking news. Um, the NRL are investigating uh, the possibility that uh, last night in the Bunnies game against the Broncos, that for 30 seconds the Rabbits played with 14 men. Big news. Yeah. In the 53rd minute, Jai Arrow went on the field before clearly before Tommy Burgess left it. Okay. Uh, they had two or three uh, plays. Yeah. While they had fourteen players on the field. Yeah. Do you deduct the two points? We're going to have to look at precedents um, for this, Gibbo. Maybe um, has it happened before? What were the punishments previously? I'm assuming South didn't score while they had fourteen on the field. There was no no points were scored. Mm. I'm not uh, can't confirm whether or not any momentum, or the way the game someone, changed or what. But. Someone at South Sydney is getting in. Big trouble today. Yeah. <laughs> Jai Arrow's just gone on. He's, I'm, I'm assuming that he's been told he can go on, right? Yeah. Because there's, well, there's the sideline official that holds up the card. Yeah. And that's from the NRL or are they from your club? Good question. So in 2009, the Bulldogs fielded 14 players against Penrith and they were hit with a breach notice and two competition points were stripped off them. Oh, South okay. uh, the Cowboys in two thousand and seven weren't stripped of fourteen uh, stripped of any competition points. Instead, they were fined twenty five thousand dollars. So look, it's either going to be a monetary fine or two competition points. I just think because the way the game went, yeah, like I don't know that like if that were that thirty seconds was going to have much bearing on the overall result. And if you're the rabbits, you'll take the fine, won't you? Because you've got a bit of money in the kick after um, signing Jack White for about $5.50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, boys, just on the player in question, Jai Arrow and Tom Burgess, was Tom Burgess <laughs> not absolutely phenomenal last night coming off the bench? Yeah. I know you're a stats man, Miss Anna. I didn't know this about you. You are a stats man. <laughs> I think he ran, he, I think he topped the meters for all the forwards, like yeah. with 170 meters coming off the bench. He was unbelievable last night. Beast. Beast. They're in such a good position, South Sydney. When you can bring Tom Burgess and Junior Totola off the bench, that's huge. So let, let's look at that game, Philpy. Uh, Brisbane 6, defeated by South 32. It's four in a row for the Bunnies. So last week they beat um, the back-to-back premiers in the Panthers. This week they beat the competition leaders in Brisbane in emphatic um, fashion this week. They're genuine title contenders, aren't they? There's a fair bit of confidence floating around. Well, you're in the area. Yeah. Oh, you know how many South South Jersey's (laughs) you're seeing around Maroubra? Yeah, it it doesn't take long. Yeah, Yeah. they're out. They're out in force all the time. You know that random South fan? It's not a random South fan. There's a random thousand. (laughs) Yeah, and the random South fan also. I have a problem with that. Like, it's not random anymore. No. Like, yeah. so, you know, if you go, ironically, I'm going to go to a game that doesn't involve South and I'm going to wear a South jersey. Yeah. You, there's a there's hundred of them now. So you no longer ironic. Yeah. I, I popped down to, I live in Matraville and I popped down to the uh, Sexcellence uh, mm. during the week, the mm. Centre of Excellence. It's good. They haven't officially opened it yet. Um, South are training out the back and there's a few fences that aren't quite up. My kids, <laughs> my, my kids did a mad sneak in to the, yeah. to the bit and um, got a couple of photos. And then oh, nice. one of the officials came over and said, um, you've got 14 players on the field. You can't come. No, they, <laughs> they didn't say that, but um, they were like, oh, sorry, you're actually not allowed in here at the moment. Um, and a couple, look, the players were great, but a good facility. I would have thought that maybe 
the bunnies wouldn't let people come in there and watch them train. Like, you know how teams are a bit protective, protective mm. of that. But there's a viewing area where you can go in and watch them train. Um, I'm assuming cool. they pick select times for that to happen. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Geez, they, yeah, there's just a bit of confidence about the rabbits yep. at the moment, isn't there? They, yep. They're all lining up. Like, uh, I know they say that, um, like, the trail's interested now. I think the game just sort of has the way that they're playing. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of their forwards. They've got some serious um, heat out, don't they, still? Yeah, they've still they've still got players out. They've got players to come back. Um, they did it against the odds in this one as well. Cam Murray gets ten in the bin um, early in the game. Comes back fresh. Plays a full seventy after that. Um, Campbell Graham is a, is a massive talking point out of this one. Three tries. Not only the, did he score three tries, the fashion in which he scored a couple of those ones. Just breaking tackles. He's making huge meters out of his own end. He's screaming to be picked for state of origin. Is he the best player to ever have his name backwards? Like um, he's really he, he's really <laughs> Graham Campbell, isn't he? Like, Modu Tony. Oh, no. oh, I mean he oh, he hasn't played one. for Australia. Yeah, but uh, you could argue Mitchell Luttrell. Um, <laughs> yeah, potentially yeah. could be. Yeah, in the NBA, uh, they just gave out a whole bunch of awards. They they do yeah. them all. They haven't given out the MVP yet, which is our Dally M. Um, they slowly leaked them out. So there's like um defensive player of the year. Um, we don't have that in the NRL, do we? We don't have anything mm, like that. No, don't no. think so. Here's one I'd like to see. They do um, most improved, so they do a most improved in oh, yeah. yeah in the NBA. So, if that award exists, is uh, Graham Campbell Campbell Graham is he your uh, most improved player as we stand right now? Ooh, like hard. I'm not saying he wasn't yeah. good last year. Mm. What I mean is he's gone to another level. He this has. Season. He has. They That's talk a... about sometimes players coming back from representative um, teams and going to another level. He's certainly done that. I could tell you what, there's going to be one supporter base incensed whichever way they go for that wing spot for New South Wales or potentially centre. Joseph Sawley gets picked. Rabbitohs fans are going to be filthy. <laughs> uh, Campbell Graham gets picked. Roosters fans are going to be filthy. Yeah, they will. Do you pick him? He has played wing previously, right? Yeah, we played for wing Australia. for Australia. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. If, if Tom Trevojevic, I'm with you, Philpy. If Tom Trevojevic says to Freddie and Brandy, I'm good to go, Based off history, I, I think I pick him. And therefore, I put Campbell Graham on the wing spot, Josh Adokar out um, through injury. So on your left side, you'd have um, Latrell and Campbell Graham. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess this year compared to last year, we've got an embarrassment of riches, don't we? You, Stephen yeah. Crichton, um, you know, all of these players. Latrell and Turbo are back, um, whereas we didn't have them last year. Who were the yeah. starting centers last year? You had Crichton and... I think it was Crichton and Burton. Uh, remember Burton got punched by Gagai? Oh, <laughs> he did, didn't he? And no one really came in yeah, to help. Absolutely fed. Yeah. And no one really um, came to help him either, did they? Or, no. or it was a lineup of other blokes ready to punch Burton. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we're playing Talakai off the bench. There was some weird selections last year. So game one, it was Katoni Staggs and Jack Whiten. Uh, oh, Jack yeah. Whiten ended up going over a try. Game two, Drops it was Matty Burton them. and Steve Crichton. Yeah. And then Talakai was picked on the bench for that game. And then game three, Freddie. He picked uh, Matty Burton and Steve Crichton again. Yeah. So, I mean, Matty Burton's unbelievable player. Missile, you're a Bulldogs fan. You'd see it firsthand. Like, does he – I mean, he – it feels like to me he needs to be in that team somewhere. But there's <sighs> just too many – like you just said, boys. Well, Look, Crichton, is, Crichton is as well. Like, So, if everyone's yeah. fit, Crichton's not playing Origin. Is that no. right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I, Personally, Gibbo, I'd go Nico Hines at six and Burton yeah. at 14. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't rate Luai as highly as some others. Um, yeah. I think he's just a foil for Nathan Cleary, really. But I think, I think, Nico Hines offers more 
at that level. I also think Nico Hines has come out and said he hates Queenslanders. Oh. Um, I mean, do I, I you like just that. say that? Do you just I, say I like that before that. Origin? Well, look, yeah, well, who d- I one mean. person saying <laughs> one person saying they hate Queenslanders. The other person saying it was their lifelong dream to play for Samoa. So you <laughs> you tell me yeah. when mm, when you're enough. in the trenches, who you'd rather have next to you? Well, I find it. I mean, look, I love Nico Hines. He looks like seems like a great bloke, but did he have a lot of hate for Queensland when he was playing? carving up the Sunshine Coast Falcons <laughs> or when he was playing for the Mackay Cutters because I think he oh, liked it right, right up there. Yeah. But... I'll ask you guys this. This is how they should work out who the six is. Who would you prefer to have make a speech at your wedding? Nico oh, Hines yeah. or Jerome Lewis? Jerome Lewis, mate. <laughs> no, Stinkiest <yeah>. ass. <laughs> oh, man. Just a couple of texts coming through about uh, the 14 players on the field. Uh, boys, that ha- has happened before to the Bulldogs. The captain at the time, Andrew Ryan, was slow leaving... The far sideline, Canterbury was docked two points. It's from Dave. Uh, Roosterman says, Jairo knows you can't go on until the person comes off. Um, find them and take points off South for stupidity and give the points to the Roosters. <laughs> um, precedent is two points deduction. It's happened before. So there you go. Plenty of people picking up on that stat that you gave, Gibbo. Uh, we'll take a break. Still to come, we've got a player that used to play for both the Raiders and the Dolphins. This could be slightly difficult to guess, but text us in if you think you know who it is. 0457 736 736. If you love your lawn, you'll love Toro's latest finance offers on walk power and ride on mowers. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN. Yeah, you're on the Mowers Club with Philpy and the Missile this Saturday morning, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Philpy, I wanted to revisit something you said just before, the most improved players in the NRL. We've been brainstorming through the break. Give us a few that you reckon are up there. Firstly, no one ever revisits anything I say, so I, I think this is a first <laughs> for um, all SEN shows I've ever been on. Yeah, but we did mention in the NBA they give out the award for most improved player. I said uh, Camp, Graham Campbell or Campbell Graham, um, <laughs> the man whose name is backwards. Um, I think he... And again, this award isn't for anyone who's previously been a bit crap and now they're good. It's He's already a rep. He was good and now he's elite. Absolutely. I did also like uh, the Hammer. I think yes. the Hammer's a Great good one. mention. Yeah, because yep. the Hammer was pr- you know, a pretty good player up at the Cowboys. All of a sudden, he's a Dolphins superstar. Yeah. I reckon, got boys, one. Sean Johnson. Oh, Sean Johnson has been unbelievable. Like, like last year he was down on form. Yeah. This year he is flying. Can you be like a former great and oh, dip then back to? Did he not just disclaim <laughs> you can be a rep player? Yeah. Yeah. But Sean Johnson's won a golden boot before. Oh, you're, I'm pretty on, sure. You said on last year's form. Yeah. On yeah. last year's form. All right. My nomination, uh, Jermaine Azarco. I think he's been awesome for the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, there's probably a couple of Dolphins players. Texas in 0457 736 736. Who is or are the most improved players in the NRL? 